This is my tribe. 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 tribe. What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text tribe to 94000. Hope you enjoy the message. Hey guys, can you see me? Can you hear me? Hopefully it's all yes. I know you can send messages on here. Um, but we're super excited um, for our first ever live recording, live hangout. Um, I know this might be a little bit weird, a little bit different, but I hope you guys can just hang out, send us messages. We're able to see them from our computer right here. So if you have anything you're thinking about or maybe want to answer, we'll be able to answer it here. And we do have just some stuff we want to talk about, fear and faith and how it all works in our lives. And I just want us all to be able to together so we can um, meet outside of these four walls sometimes. Sometimes we have to meet with a computer screen. Sometimes we have to meet outside with small groups and things like that. So this is just another way for us to meet and hang out. Sweet. Um, Y'all can't hear us? Shake your heads? Yes? Awesome. Well, as you know, crazy things are happening in our world right now. A little thing called the coronavirus is kind of wreaking havoc. Um, On my way here, I heard that they're like shutting down restaurants and things. And I went earlier to go buy some toilet paper because we needed toilet paper and they're out of toilet paper, like, but we actually need toilet paper. Um, and so crazy things like that are happening and it's causing a lot of fear in a lot of people. So we're actually going to talk tonight about fear um, and how God calls us to respond to fear. And we're going to share a little bit of stories so you can get to know us a little bit better um, about some fearful moments in our lives. <laughs> And I feel like we probably all have had fearful moments and I'd love to maybe hear some of yours, maybe not right now, but sometimes later, hear fearful moments and see how God brought you through those things. See how God trusted um, the people around you to get it through. And maybe a lot of times it was maybe just your faith in God is what got it through. Cause I know a lot of times when I feared, I didn't always have the best faith. And I think a lot of times when we get fearful, we don't always first point to God. We first let it like freak us out. Like right now during this virus, we get fearful and we're freaking out. We're like what's going to happen? What happens if I get it? What happens if a loved one gets it? What happens if I can't eat at Taco Bell? Yeah. Like these well, are real questions that I know I'm wrestling with. Like I love Taco Bell. I eat at Taco Bell quite often. So mm-hmm. if they close Taco Bell, what am I going to do? Like real, real life. I literally eat at Taco Bell, Panda Express or What's our third one? I guess Starbucks. We hit up Starbucks almost every other day. But Taco Bell, Panda, oh, and Sonic. Since they're so close and they are so good, we are hitting up them constantly. So I was Especially because there's not a Chick-fil-A here. Yeah. So. But Tivo and I went to Alabama recently, and we ate at Chick-fil-A twice. It was fantastic both times. Very much so. Um, well worth a six-hour drive mm-hmm. for Chick-fil-A. I would definitely recommend going to Alabama just for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> uh, there's a lot more exciting things in Alabama for Chick-fil-A. And I see some of you guys are still jumping on. I see um, Aubrey and Maddie are here. What's up, ladies? And Allie. 
<laughs> putting on Purell. They're telling you to make sure you wash your hands and clean your hands. Um, I see the molars are with us and a ghost is with us. So that's exciting. Um, and yes, whoever LO is, wow, technology. Technology is making <laughs> all of this happen. And so we're going to start off and Luke doesn't know I'm going to ask him this question. So since we're talking about fear, Luke, what would you say the most fearful moment you've ever had in your life was? Well, I know recently one of the most fearful moments I had was when we were in Alabama and we got on top of the, what's the metal statue? Oh, the um, Vulcan. Vulcan. So the Vulcan is like really tall and it like oversees all of Alabama and we we're up there. And like I've admitted before, is I am very fearful of heights. So we're up here and the elevator take us. And so the elevator has, has glass all around. So you can slowly rise up, rise up, rise up. And so I can just feel my heart sinking. My knees are getting weak and like I'm shaking. But the funniest part about all this is when we're all going up, there were three other people with us. Uh, well, one of them was TiVo. And we're all talking about like, oh, um, we don't like heights. And so we're like, why are we None doing of us. this? None of us are fans of heights. Yeah. I don't know if you're fans <laughs> of heights. There should be like a little button that has like a hand on it. If you're a fan of heights, you can hit that button. Or if you're not a fan, yes, LO, I see you raising that hand. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so that was the part. And we finally got to the top. And of course, it wasn't just like, concrete right there or something normal that you could walk on it was see-through metal that when you stepped on it it felt like it was bouncing down so that's the the closest i guess memory that i can think of fear right now because that one i remember freaked me out and i was like i want to get down here i'm not i'm about to take the steps down like i'm not about to take the elevator again but i lived you know i i I survived and i that was a pretty scary moment i was very fearful (laughs) at that time (laughs) <laughs> very, very fearful moments. I'm sure we all um, could share fearful moments. One of my most fearful moments, um, and I don't know if I shared this at Tribe Night, but if so, here's the story again. So my mom loved roller coasters. I hate heights, um, as Luke just told you. And so I was probably in the fourth grade, and we have this uh, amusement park in Virginia called Bush Gardens. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bush Gardens. Oh, isn't there one in St. Louis? I don't, I don't, I'm not from St. Louis. Say, I mean, not St. Louis. Uh, I said St. Louis, but I meant Florida. <laughs> yes, there is one. Okay, I've been yes. to it. I've been to it. So oh, yeah. we went on this ride called the Loch Ness Monster. So we get to the amusement park, and kind of like if you've ever been to Six Flags in St. Louis or Disney or something like that, as you're driving up to the, I guess, the amusement park, you see all of these big rides, and you're like, oh, I'm not getting on that. At least that's what I was saying. So I kept begging my mom, don't let me ride the ride. Don't let me ride the ride. Don't make me ride the ride. She's like, okay, we're not going to ride this ride. It's going to be fine. And so we get in the park and we're rushing through. Um, so Bush Garden's pretty big. And we get to these steps. And I'm like, oh, what are we doing? She's like, don't worry, we're not riding this ride. <laughs> so then we start climbing these steps. And me being in fourth grade, I'm not the smartest ever. Um, and so it's one of those like, I'm climbing up these stairs to the roller coaster. And I don't realize... And then when we get to the top of the platform, I, it hits me like, oh, we're getting on this roller coaster. Mm-hmm. All of my fears are coming true, and there's no way down except to get on the roller coaster. So our, my first roller coaster experience at fourth grade, Terrified of Heights, was a ride that flipped upside down, oh, yeah. spun you sideways, <laughs> and shot water in your face <laughs> all in one time. And so to this day, my mom makes fun of me because I screamed so loud. And almost peed my pants. Yeah, and 
I, those are all awful, 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 like made by the devil rides type things. Like if there was like a Satan's theme park, that would be one of the main attractions. Right. The Loch Ness monster. Yes. Yeah, spitting water in your water. face. Exactly. And then they take a picture of you as they're spitting water <laughs> in your face. It's like, who's going to buy this $42 picture? Yes. Um, now, I love wooden roller coasters. My favorite thing in the world, if I had to choose a roller coaster, it would be a wooden roller coaster. Just FYI, in case you were wondering, um, that's what I would do. So Holiday World actually has one of the tallest and biggest wooden roller coasters. So maybe we'll have to take a student trip to Holiday World. I don't know if y'all would be interested in that. Do the little hand, hand, hand thing. thing. Like, Low, Low knows what she's doing. I don't know who Low is. Low is he or she? I don't know. Yeah, he, she. They know what they're doing. Madison raised her hand. Garrett. There we go. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that was my most fearful moment. Um, that's kind of a joking moment. Let's go more serious. What is one of your most fearful moments that you've had in a more serious nature? So in a more serious nature, and I think a one that really shaped me and kind of really helped who prove God, who was God in my life. Like what really shaped me of to have that faith and have that trust when my mom got cancer. And when my mom got cancer, my whole world kind of got turned upside down because I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I was a junior in high school. I I had a good friend base. I had a family that loved me, but my mom, who was one of my, you know, foundations rock in my life, when she got cancer, I was like, what is happening, God? Like there's a potential that a high risk, high potential that she could die. And so first I'm fearful. I'm freaking out. Like this is my mom I'm talking about. I know a lot of you guys probably are really close with your mom or Maybe just a loved one has had cancer. So maybe you know what, I'm, you're feel, what I was feeling at this time. But so that was the time when I was extremely fearful. And I got uh, real bad anxiety from it. And at a, po- a point in my life, I maybe kind of distanced myself from God. Because I was like, how dare you give my mom cancer? And Because I was so fearful of what could potentially happen instead of trusting in God of what he could do through cancer and what he could do in healing my mom. So that was when I was extremely fearful. What about you? Um, so good question. Good question that I was not expecting you to ask. <laughs> so real, real fear, real fear. Um, there's been a couple times I've been really fearful. One was in the sixth grade after 9-11. Um, I don't know how many of you were born when that happened, um, but it felt like the world was literally ending. And I remember being in social studies class um, on the second story of this build of our school and our teacher turned on the news. And that's what we saw over and over is this plane running into the world trade center. Then the second trade center, then they collapse. And that's all I remember um, from sixth grade. Uh, And so that was a real fearful moment. Um, A personal moment. That's not like a world event. I would say um, probably when my sister was born and lived for five days, that whole time frame of my life was very filled with fear. It was one of those things where, we didn't know what the next day was going to bring. We didn't know how we were going to deal with the realness of a baby being born and then five days later dying. Mm-hmm. And so that was a moment that was fearful for me as well. Yeah. And I definitely can relate with not a sibling, but I had these scary things happen with my nieces and nephews with um, my sisters giving birth of, is this baby going to make it? Because there are complications that happen with birth, and there's a lot of times where it's just completely out of your hands, and you can only pray and pray and pray and ask other people to pray and pray for the doctors that there comes healing. Because 
in those times is extremely fearful. It's extremely uh, anxiety-ridden times. So I know for, I don't know if you have a scripture that is your go-to, but I know there is one for me that I have just kind of pops in my head. And uh, the one that always sticks with me that I can always count on or look to or uh, constantly pursue is Psalms 46.10. It says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And then the other one that is constantly just pounding on my heart is trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. So just reading that first part is trust the Lord with all your heart, not just a little bit, but all of it. And then it says, do not lean on our own understanding. And I think that's a lot of times where we fault at. We, we are just trying to think of like every possibility. I know that I am constantly thinking of the future, what could be done better, what I need to do better, what needs to be done to me, and like what I need to be doing for this church and for the students of in a year. But a lot of times I go, hey, I just need to slow down, not try to figure it all out, and lean on God. Lean on His understanding. Lean on His knowledge, His wisdom, and not my own. And then it goes on to say, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. So give, give Him the credit. Say, God, I know this was you, not me. God, I, I know I'm going to need help right here. Uh, it's going to be all you. It's going to be you that helps me pass this test when I study. Or it's going to be you that heals my mom. It's not going to be the doctors. It's you that heals them. And then he's going to one that he's going to be the one that straightens your path. And I know a lot of you that are maybe seniors or eighth grade right now that are losing your seasons, kind of. You know, you may be losing the uh, Buried back in. I know the Gordonville Black Cats uh, basketball team was supposed to go to state. And that's something that's super exciting. It's not just supposed to. They drove all the way up yeah. there and it didn't work out. And then they had to drive all the way back. And I I personally got blessed of being able to go to state my junior year of high school. And Are you bragging? I'm, I'm, I, I mean, slight brag, you know, I'm trying to say I was a hooper, you know, trying to brag. But I, I know the feeling of getting there, being excited and working so hard. And then it just gets all taken away from you. And you're like, what the heck? Like, there, we didn't do anything wrong. And we're kind of at a loss. And I, I know for me, I would have been extremely mad, extremely frustrated. And it's, it's really easy to go, why, God? Why is this happening to me? And maybe TiVo can speak into that. I, I know for me, I get frustrated in those areas. I get mad. And I think it's one of a lot of our first extinction, like, extinction of... Do we want to get mad first? No, because we love God. But it's our flesh. Our flesh wants to get mad. It wants to get angry. It wants um, to be fearful of all this stuff that's happening. But a lot of times we have to sit down, pray, talk to friends about it, and say, hey, this is why this is happening. Hey, it's better that we don't all go to the state championship and get sick and have to go to the hospital or get others sick around us because, hey, it's bigger than just us. It's bigger than the basketball. It's bigger than cheerleading. It's bigger than our schools. It's bigger than anything that we could probably focus on at the moment. It's bigger than saying, hey, it's easy. It's easy to figure out. But another thing I'm saying, hey, we need to focus on God. We need to pray. We need to surround each other in prayer. That's good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I talked a lot there. Sorry, guys. That's If you want to know what it feels like to work with Luke, you just experienced it. <laughs> Um, and so just kidding. I love this guy. Um, you were talking about this fear. And I remember this past week when 
uh, the lead team of the church got together and we were deciding whether or not we were going to have services um, this weekend or not. And one of my fears was that we would not get to have tribe night. And now thanks to technology, there's some of you guys that are hanging out. There's some people that are off their play back. And it's one of those where a lot of times when we feel fear, we have to let go and let God do what he does best. And so uh, a couple of days ago or yesterday or the day before I posted this verse on my Instagram um, and it's Philippians four and it's out of the message paraphrase. Um, I normally read ESV or NIV, but I love the way that the message just puts this in everyday terms. And it says, don't fret or worry instead of worrying, pray. Like if that's all the verse said, we could end this live stream right now mm-hmm. and go home. Like instead of worrying, pray, what does that look like? Um, so don't fret or worry instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. So not only are we not supposed to fret or worry, we're supposed to take the things that we need to the feet of God. God says he already knows everything that we need, and he's just waiting for us to ask for it. But more than that, our praises are supposed to shape our worries. So even in times of uncertainty, we're called to praise God. The verse goes on and says, before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. I don't know how many of you have ever been in like an intense situation where you're like, I don't know how this is going to work out. Maybe it's the Gordville thing, or maybe it's something that you're dealing with with your family and you're just so worried, but you spend time listening to worship music. You spend time praising God. You spend time praying and letting him know how you feel. And all of a sudden, even though your circumstances haven't changed, maybe the peace of God has overwhelmed you. Mm -hmm. And so the verse ends this way. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. So what would it look like if we follow Philippians 4, 6 through 7, and instead of worrying, we took our petitions to God. Instead of worrying, we prayed about it. Instead of worrying, we listened to worship music and we praised God. What would happen if Christ took the worry that's sometimes at the center of us and dispelled it and replaced it with his peace and his love and that we know that we can trust him no matter what's going on around us? Like, I think that would be a pretty cool way to live life. I think that would be a pretty cool way to spend the next two weeks that you're out of school. Um, I was talking to a student this uh, afternoon from Vienna who said his mom has quarantined him. And I was like, do you have the virus? Do you have the virus? Um, he's like, no, I don't have the virus. My mom's just like, I cannot go anywhere. I was like, what are you going to do for two weeks? He's like, I don't know. I'm in my house for two weeks, stuck. And if you're anything like me, if I'm ever stuck in a house or stuck in a situation um, for too long, I start going stir crazy and I start thinking about what ifs. Like I said, what if Taco Bell closes? Like that's a little one, but what if this get worse? What if someone that I know gets the coronavirus and dies? Like what if, like our minds can play this what if game all day long and it's real fears. Um, but what if instead of doing that, we replaced it with the goodness of what God has for us? Yeah. Instead of playing the what if game, we can say, you know, what will God do in the moments of saying, instead of saying like, what if I die or what if someone gets sick? You know, what will God do to heal? What will God do to change? What will God do to come play in a huge part of my life? And are we letting him do that? A lot of times, uh, like Tivo says, like when we're worrying, where do we go with that? Are we listening to like praise and worship music to calm us down? Are we praying, you know, looking at the Bible, reading those verses over and over and over to 
really just calm ourselves down. Like, okay, God, I need to focus on this because you're going to straighten my path. It's not me that's going to change anything because in, in all reality, we can change very little. Right. Like, we can literally. I can change my son's diaper. I've we, gotten really yeah. bad at that. Maybe you can change your clothes really well. I've seen some of you, you know, some of your outfits that tried night, so maybe you still need to ask your mom to help you, you know, with your outfits, maybe help you change. I don't know about that, but I'm just saying, like, there's a little, little, little bit about we can change. Hopefully, some of you guys can change your spare tire. I, I learned that when I was 16. My dad and I, he's like, all right, you know, it's like a manliness challenge. Like, we're going to go rotate all your tires. And I was like, oh, okay. It took us like an hour because I didn't know what I was doing, but he was going to like make me learn how to do every single step and do it right. But I'm thankful for that because when I potentially get a flat tire leaving here, then I can change it real quick. And I'm not going to be stuck on the side of the road. I won't be calling my dad crying like, help, help me, dad, help me fix this tire. And he's like, oh, what do you want me to do? I'm not there. So there, I'm just, it's just a beautiful picture of the pain of, we can't change much, but our God, he can change our whole entire world in a matter of seconds because he is God. Right. <laughs> right. Sweet. Well, we don't want to do all the talking. Um, we want to hear from some of you if you want to talk our throw questions our way or tell us some things that you've found in your life that help you overcome fear. Because remember, when we started this whole tribe thing, we made a commitment to be here for each other. We made a commitment to love each other. We made a commitment to notice when each other is missing. We made a commitment to just do life together, to strengthen each other and to encourage each other. So, so it doesn't turn into mass chaos. You can either physically raise your hand if we can see your screen or you can hit the little hand button and we'll unmute you on our side. Mariah's like waving her hand in the air. Uh, give us some ways that you do or something that you do to calm yourself down when you're facing fear or when you're facing uncertainty. Let me unmute the Mariah people. All right. I think, did it work? Aubrey, your name's on here like three times. <laughs> no, Maybe. Aubrey, you have to do it on your end. There we go. I got you. For you. What you got, Mariah? Uh, Repeat she the question. Like she didn't hear you. She was just waving her hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> so the question is, what is something that you do in your life to calm you down when you're facing fears or discouragement to just help you get through a tough time? Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Cry when you can't go to um. state. <laughs> Go black cats. <laughs> or do that TikTok video. Yeah, just make I make TikToks, make make memes. <laughs> TikToks and memes. Awesome. I love it. Anybody? <laughs> All right. We're going to you, Carson. Yay. Go ahead. Can Carson. I have Sebastian back? <laughs> <laughs> Carson coming in clutch with the real question. So Carson. Watch my dog last week while we were gone. Um, no, and I think, I think my dog loves her more than she loves me. So the way TiVo talks about the dog, I think you could probably have it if you just asked. You don't <laughs> like him? I love Sebastian. Sebastian just He's the sweetest dog. <laughs> sometimes he gets on my nerves. That's basically. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> With you, he doesn't do anything. He just likes to tear up. Well, it could be the fact that Simeon chases him around the car house with cars and uh -oh. throws them at him. So <laughs> it could be Simeon's fault. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Who else got something? 
I'll throw in another one though. I know when I get stressed or have worry or anxiety, there's one main thing I do and it's sleep. I will take a nap so I can calm myself down. So I can like get a little re like re engenerize or is it engenerized? Invigorated? In, no, not invigorated. Re-energized? Re-energized. That's the word I was looking for. But, you know, like, Luke went to Cesar. This, yeah, right. it's like flipping the switch. Like, you wake up a different person sometimes. A lot of times, I know that's how it is for me. I don't know about y'all, but sleeping helps a lot. Who else has something? Either wave your hand or hit the little hand button or just unmute yourself and start talking. <laughs> if no one talks, I'm just going to keep doing this thing. No one. Madison, are you waving your hand? <laughs> no. Yes? No. <laughs> I can unmute you, Madison, if you're trying to talk. No, I'm not. Oh, cool. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh-huh. Awesome. Um, so we've got just a few minutes left. What you got, Luke? How are we ending this thing? Um, oh, gosh. Now you put me on the spot. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to wrap up the words of what we said. Like, faith over fear is going to work every time, but it's not always easiest. No. So a lot of times we have to look on God and pray, seek out his word, and a lot of times seek out others. Seek out discernment, seek out their wisdom, because not we don't always have to do it by ourselves. So a lot of times, uh, instead of just thinking you have to do, all, do it all on your own, remember, we can only do very little, but God's going to straighten our path. He's going to change our world, and a lot of times we don't always, don't always see it, but people can speak into our lives and help us with that. What about you? Well, how are you going to summarize what you said, what we've been talking about? Right. I would say don't fret. Instead, pray and praise God through all the situations. Um, I know we're joking a lot about the virus and I know that part of most jokes and sarcasm is a little bit of truth. Um, so there is real fear that's happening in our country right now and across the world because of this thing, but bigger than any virus is Jesus and his name. Um, at the end of everything, God and Jesus are the only thing that remain. And so that's one thing that I'm hopeful for that no matter how bad things get, no matter what happens with this virus or what happens in life in general, that Jesus is my rock. Um, and I have to choose to go lean on him. It just doesn't happen automatically. Um, and we were talking to a student um, just this past week about that, that God is always there for you, but he's not just going to barge into your life and like help you get it all together. At some point you have to take a step towards him and he'll take the rest of the steps back towards you and just help you in every situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. And so even though we're not physically able to be together tonight, um, we want to pray for you and we're going to pray for you and we're going to end. But if you have anything that is a real fear or discouragement that you're walking through in your life right now, feel free to shoot us a text message or send us a DM on Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook. And we'll be sure to get it to our leaders so that we can all be praying for you during this time. Um, if your parents don't have you on quarantine, make sure you're getting outside and enjoying the great outdoors um, and not just sitting in front of your screens for two weeks doing absolutely nothing. I can tell you that's not going to be healthy. Um, and we can't wait till we can be back together with all of you here at Tribe Night, um, worshiping God and hanging out and dominating in nine square. 
uh, I'm not dominating in nine squared. I always lose. And so let me pray for you. If you have anything you need from us, feel free to reach out to us. And we're going to do this thing again next week. Um, and maybe we'll have a special guest. Maybe, 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 maybe not. Could be you. Could, Could be, be you. The camera's up there. I Could know. be I'm right down here. You. Could be you. One of you. <laughs> but we have to take your temperature before you come into the building because we don't want to get sick. <laughs> so let me pray for you. Hashtag wash your hands. Wash your hands. Uh, God, I thank you for technology and I thank you for the students that are able to jump on tonight and the students that are going to watch this rebroadcast and recording in the future. I thank you that you birthed inside of us this idea of tribe, that together we are better than when we are separate. I thank you that you're doing great things all across Southern Illinois in schools, even though schools are closed. We're hearing stories of students serving their neighborhoods and um, just being proactive. I pray that while they're out of school, you'll keep them safe, you keep them fed, and you keep them happy. I pray that, as we talked about tonight, that fear won't overtake us, but when it does start to creep in, that we take all of our worries and our anxieties and we lay them at your feet, and instead we choose to respond with praise, prayer, and reading your word so that we can get closer to you. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We can't wait to see you guys soon. Keep in touch on social media. We love you. Peace. Do we do that awkward thing <laughs> where we pretend like we don't know how to turn this off? Bye, guys. Peace out.